The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 25. Tonight is a very special night. Tonight we celebrate a milestone, our six-month anniversary. I'm sure you'd agree that the last six months have been a great ride for Veritas. We started from nothing, and so far we have interviewed the best of the best, and our future guests will continue the trend. And there is no one who could honor this exopolitics show than the father of exopolitics himself. Tonight's special guest, Alfred Weber. Alfred will be with us shortly. The Veritas show is syndicated by the following affiliates. K-Rock's Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network, UPRN 105.8 FM, New Orleans. You can listen to Veritas right on our website or iTunes on RSS feeds throughout cyberspace. And if you listen through iTunes, please remember to rate us and leave feedback. We are heard in 122 countries. Our upcoming guests are Wheatley Streber, Yvonne Smith, Stephen Bassett, Colleen Andrews, Timothy Good, yes, he's back now, and many more. 
For updates, visit our website, VeritasShow.com. If you need to get in touch with me and send your comments and or to submit questions to our future guests, send an email to mail at VeritasShow.com or head on to our website and click on the contact button. I want to welcome and thank our new subscribers, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. And remember to stop by the forum, The Manticore, which is another member benefit. And here's a preview of part one and two of Chosen, the abduction special, with abduction hypnotherapist Yvonne Smith and abductee and author Whitley Strieber. Uh, they both described four strange beings. Three were very small and one was very tall. The tall one took John to one area of the craft while the three small beings took Jesse to another area of the craft, so they separated the brothers. And the brothers in hypnosis both said the exact same, describing them almost exactly. They've both been implanted. Uh, John still has an implant right under his left ear. Uh, he does not want it removed, says he told me. That was part of the, that he would keep that in and they would give him insurance. And I asked him that, I go, what agreement, and the agreement with the that um, if, if he did not remove the object, that uh, he would get in and that's how I believe he's getting in That's how he's getting this in about all of the inventions that he's, because he said, you know, he goes, um, you know, I'm a high school graduate. He goes, I don't have a college degree, I'm not a scientist, uh, but he's coming up with, uh, he, has, he had about uh, patents that were pending, and uh, and one of them was very interesting because our government was very interested in the that he was waiting for a patent about, and they, they almost uh, imposed a order of secrecy on this invention. So, people who have been abducted, they have their sperm and overtake and manipulated. Women are implanted with um, with embryos, um, and they they go through a pregnancy. A very strange pregnancy and uh, they feel even when they have regular human babies that their babies are and they has been manipulated and some of these children are, that are being born recently are highly highly intelligent but we're talking about the hybrids which are you know half half aliens that are um, are being produced and most likely they're being becoming more and more perfected to live among us Truman's decision was a fatal catastrophe for mankind. And the fact that that decision, as recently as the Stephenville incident, which was staged by the visitors, that's why they went so close, they went just close enough to George Bush's ranch to rile up the Air Force, but not so close as to violate the rules and compel them to fire. And what did they do? They went up with fully armed jets and then lied about it. The visitors saw all of that. They saw the decision to go up with fully armed jets. They watched the lying that was done by the Air Force. I have done something to make certain sure that certain of this material will get out after I die. But uh, if I'm murdered, maybe uh, I'll be, um, maybe it'll get out in a different way than they would have hoped. That I'm, there's gonna be an outpouring of this unspoken information from me. Uh, I have a lot, a lot to talk about that I haven't talked about because it, it was so hopeless. In May of 1989, I received an implant in my left ear. This implant was placed in my left ear by people, by a man and a woman. I saw them come into the room. And as I woke up, I heard a male voice outside say, condition red. Then I, as I opened my eyes, I started to go for the lights 
I had a big bank of light switches that could turn on these searchlights all over the house, floodlights. Started to go for those lights. As I went that way, I saw a woman standing near the foot of the bed and a man with a big beard behind her. I was lying on my right side and there was pressure on my head in waves on the side of my left side of my head and the woman's voice was speaking in a soothing manner. Yes, they are here and not only are they flying around the skies, you'll have them pop up in your bedroom and there isn't one thing that we can do about it and if you see them walking out of the house with your children in their arms, you're just going to have to let it go because we can't help you. Tonight, I'm not going to read any headlines. For that, you can go to our blog. For those of you who have listened from the beginning, this will be a nice way to remember how we started. And to you, new listener, here's a surprise so that you know how we started. Enjoy. And now, in celebration of the Veritas Show six-month anniversary, in this and the next few shows, I'm going to include the best clips from past interviews so that some of you, new listeners, can have an idea of the great guests we've had so far. It wouldn't be fair if the first clip wasn't that of Milton Torres, our very first guest, an Air Force fighter pilot who for over 50 years held a very important secret. And it wasn't until November 2008 when the British Minister of Defense released his story to the world. And here are the best moments from that interview. And they told me, uh, we're going to advise you now so that you can prepare, select 24 rockets. This will be a fire, an active fire mission. This is not a practice. This is not a drill. This is the real thing. Uh, at that point, of course, uh, my adrenaline was up, up as high as it can go. And from that point on, it was nothing but hands over feet. You know, it was just... Well, we continued climbing, and we continued climbing to 32,000 feet. Uh, prior to that time, we had several discussions about what this was. Uh, this was an unknown, and it was uh, acting very weird, uh, but we were going 32,000, I was climbing at 0.92 Mach, which is as fast as this thing can go. When, I, when we settled out, I, I immediately picked up the target. The target was a blip, the biggest blip I've ever seen. It looked like it was an aircraft carrier in the North Sea. It was that big. And uh, I just kept, com kept coming in and I, I attempted a lock-on and immediately it locked on because it hit 15 miles. That's our lock-on point. And it locked on immediately. It was such a strong target that the radar just couldn't be busted. It just locked on. Anyway, I continued the, the mission, and I was uh, coming in, and uh, I, I called Judy. Judy means uh, no, I don't need any more information. I've got the target. It's locked on, and the radar is taking, taking over. At that point, I also heard, uh, about maybe a few seconds later, uh, Judy from my wingman. He, so he also was locked on. He was behind me about a mile or so, but off to the right. So... Uh, at that time, I also pulled my, my trigger. The overtake was beyond minus 200 now. It was, it was just, you know, it was so, so incredible. It had to be going close to Mach 10. 
And the next thing I know, he was gone. I mean, gone off the radar screen completely. And of course, in this case, it didn't fire because the radar decided I was out of range. He, well, what happened was he was so far ahead of me that he, it would have never hit him. He would have been fired into nothing. So uh, I reported this to the ground. The ground radar indicated they were off his scope. His scope was 250 miles, which means in, in the center that was somewhere near London. And uh, that means he was off, off, not only off the scope, he was out of England. He was gone. And uh, that's how fast he was going. So, uh, of course, we, we canceled the mission and had to go back and land. That was the end of the mission. Meanwhile, they, war they told me to call on the landline when I get on the ground. I did. And they told me not to discuss this with anyone and that somebody would be down from London uh, at the embassy. And it was probably one one of our national security people. I don't know who it was. I know the, the gentleman came in. He had a dark, uh, looked like a navy uh, trench coat. Now, and, before we get to that part, just yeah. before you were scrambled, radar personnel were tracking this object for a while, right? Yes, yes. N not only were you given the order to scramble, but you were given the order to use your full salvo of 24 rockets. Uh, immediately, immediately. Immediately. Yes. In all your years as a fighter pilot, has that ever happened? Never, never had that happen, ever. That, that's uh, the rarest order I've ever received. So, what happened after you returned to base? Oh, well, I picked up the landline and, and I talked to who, uh, the GCI controller on the other end of the line in, in Met Sector. And uh, he said that he's instructed to tell me not to discuss this mission with anyone and that somebody would be down from London to debrief me the next day. So anyway, sure enough, the next day, uh, here comes this, this, this guy with the Navy trench coat. He introduces himself and shows me his documentation, which was basically something official that looked like it was from Washington somewhere. But, you know, I, I, I don't know specifically. I was so pumped up that I didn't know what the hell to tell you. So anyway, I, I talked to the man and, and debriefed him and told him exactly what happened, which is basically what I've just told you. And uh, he said, now, he says, I want you to understand this clearly. He says, you are not to discuss this with anyone. This means your wife, your friends, your fighter pilot friends, your commander, or anyone else. So this is this is your last discussion about this mission. I said I understand. And he says uh, if you if you violate this and, and say it's anything, we will remove you from flying status. And I know what that meant. That that meant I would not be flying anymore. As far as I'm concerned, it was a forgotten item. You know, it was scared me very much because I was just a lieutenant at the time, and this meant the end of my career. And I, I sure wasn't going to say a word because I, they they were dead serious when they tell you they were, they were going to ground you. When they say they were going to ground you, that's exactly what they do: ground you. I I know that this this spacecraft that was out there was not of this Earth. It had to be some kind of an alien spacecraft because. It violated all the uh, all we know about momentum and g-forces and what have you. Mind you, I'm an engineer and I know exactly what what I'm talking about now. It, it, is, it is something that they had a propulsion system that was probably anti-gravity or something magnetic or something that way beyond anything we had. It was not a, a normal uh, system. 
And the way he turned, he, tur he turned rather quickly when he turned, and he, it was almost like going, turning in right angles. He, when he was gone, he was gone, and there was no way of ever catching him. As far as closing my mouth, I knew exactly what I had to do. It was to close my mouth. I couldn't say anything to anybody. And I wanted to talk to everybody, but I, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't, take, couldn't take that change. I was afraid to talk to anybody. I was scared. The key to a democratically elected government is transparency, and keeping this huge secret is anything but that. To all those closed-minded skeptics out there who believe we are alone and that creatures on Earth are the only ones in the universe, what do you say to them? I say, hey, wake up. We're not. There's nothing out there that indicates that we are alone. Everything indicates that we're not alone. You should be skeptical about everything that looks like some kind of a gimmick, but uh, don't close your mind completely, uh, because anything and everything is possible. And to Dr. Milton Torres, thank you for your service to our country and for being responsible for launching the very test show out of nowhere. Our interview was supposed to be a recorded telephone call that I wanted to keep for my own records. I decided to post it on a few websites and share it with others. And at the time, we didn't even have a website. And the Veritas name was something I came up with hours before the interview in the hopes that Milton Torres would accept. I had no idea this telephone call was going to turn into a real international show. So many people contacted me believing it was a real show that they wanted to hear more. I contacted Stephen Bassett, who requested Milton Torres' telephone number, and I took the opportunity to ask him for an interview, and he graciously accepted. The genie was out of the bottle. Who would have thought that Stephen Bassett would be asking me to interview him again just a few months later? I kept this secret until now so that the future guests did not find out I was simply an average person without any expertise, but with an overly developed sense of wonder. Well, as promised, I am now telling you how this show really started. There are other very interesting stories leading to this, which include years and decades of my life, and I will share them with you in the near future. This is just the beginning of my own version of Fairy Test Disclosure. And to those of you who have been with me from the beginning, I thank you. And to those who are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Make yourself at home. And now, get ready to spend a night with an attorney, professor, author, futurist, and father of exopolitics, Alfred Weber, an overall illustrious man. Veritas is an exopolitics show, and our guest roster would not be complete without Alfred Weber. If you want to know the latest on exopolitics, life on Mars, yes, existing civilized life on Mars, and the campaign that's coming to push our government to release this information to the public. Don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.